We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's emergency podcast episode, we have two veterans cut from the team. One was a surprise, the other not so much. Who are those guys? Find out in episode 36 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast on the Blue Wire Network, episode 36. I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. What's going on, everybody? I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. Wait, hold up, Malcolm. Did you say your name before Pierre? Yeah, you know, Pierre couldn't be here today, but we have a mercy pod, so we're going to kill it today. What do you have today, Tyler? Okay, I have some good news and I have some bad news. What do you want to start off with, Malcolm? It's your call. Uh, let's let's kick it off with some. Um, you know, I like I like being positive. So let's let's kick it with the good news first, man. The good news: the Lions release David Fields. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the good news, man. I got some more good news, but that's like the that's the most positive news out of the day. That's that's the most positive news now. Um, I know a lot of fans, a lot of listeners are, are a little bit disappointed. I know a lot of people took part of the Team Fails Challenge, Madden 20 Challenge that we have going on right now. And uh, David Fails like, pretty much broke a lot of people's heart with that, um, with that release. I mean, did they expect him to make the football team, really? I mean, they, they, some people did. Some people did. From his Week 2 performance, some people did. But, oh, you know, unfortunately, he didn't make it, you know. But, you know, we're still going um, to release a copy. Yeah, we're going to honor it. Not three copies. We're not going to do the three copies, but um, we're still going to give out a copy. We're announcing a winner for that very soon. Yeah, so yeah, if you guys want to keep looking forward to the Madden giveaway, keep on the Instagram page, Pride Podcast, Twitter. You know, stay active on that. You know, Malcolm always does a good job posting stuff for the giveaway and some other lines here. So go ahead and give a follow to both those pages. Let me ask you a very, um, it's going to be kind of a stupid question. I mean, I already know the answer to it, but were you a little surprised 
were you a little worried? Do you think that um, David Fells was going to make the team at one point? Or uh, no, so, no, <laughs> I was never concerned of David Fells making this football team. Um, you know, week two was a shock, a, a very shock, because I saw a lot of training camp, and I'm going to be straight up honest: David Fells never really impressed me. And he was waste management, Bruh. garbage, Bruh. all the other words we have mentioned in the past. Um, so I was, didn't really wasn't worried, but you know, watching week two of the preseason, watching David Fails kind of ball out like that, it was it was a bit shocking. I'm like, and I saw you and Peter were texting like, did this guy finally like get the offense? And we saw him, you know, no. first Buffalo. He, he obviously did not. You know, he didn't come out. I think did you just notice in the second half when the second half started, he forgot his playbook on his arm. Like he forgot to sleep. <laughs> like completely you unprepared, man. Yeah, you know like, he was. You he, was still, he was still hype. I mean, you gotta you gotta give him a pass. He he was still hype from week two. <laughs> I um, saw like Daryl Bevel toss that. He was like, "Fuck off, you stand for fuck off our team, you bitch ass, lame, lame." Throw it at his ass. Um. <laughs> I also so have some more good news, though. More good news, though. Are you, are you telling me that you wasn't a little bit worried before week three? So after week two, after you made those comments about if he makes a team, you're going to give out three copies of Madden. And before yeah. week three happened, were you worried? Were you, like, were you like, oh, shit, if he balls out, I'm screwed? I mean, <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, I guess you could say I just I didn't have the faith in him that he would ball out, though. I don't know. But, uh, you know. Josh Johnson saved my ass and saved me some money, but we'll still go with the one copy, but it's a lot, you know, a hell lot cheaper than giving away three copies on my own. So, uh, thank you, Josh Johnson. And thank you, Tom Savage for clearing concussion protocol. So very unfortunate for David Phillips. He went three for eight for 22 yards. Um, that's tragic, but the lions also signed a quarterback to replace David Phillips. They went out and signed, a guy who was pretty popular in the AF, uh, Luis Perez. I'm not going to lie to you. When the Lions made this move, I didn't know much about Luis Perez. I don't think Malcolm knew too much about Perez, right? I mean, the only thing I knew, I've seen one of his games. And it was against Orlando... Apollos. Apollos. Orlando Apollos. Okay. So they're playing against Orlando Apollos. And he looked very nice that game. And I believe it was the first their first game. And he looked nice. But overall, he didn't look he didn't look too good. <laughs> I mean, he had a fifty he had a, he had a fifty two per complete percentage, and I think his touchdown ratio was five to six. You know, he had five touchdowns and six interceptions. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure if that's going to cut it in the NFL. You know, he's been bouncing around. Is an upgrade over David Fails? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't know. The nice thing about Lewis Perez, though compared to David Fails. He is eligible for the practice squad where David Fails, you know, has hit that limit. He's not eligible for the practice squad anymore. So he can be kind of one of those guys they want to develop, you know, uh, probably will not make this 53 men roster with Tom Savage coming back in practice and Josh Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, Josh Johnson not having a bad outing last week in Buffalo. So yeah, it's it's, his chance of making this football team is very unprobable, but kind of a guy they can maybe, carry on that practice squad, maybe develop, and, you know, we'll see. That's something interesting to keep on with, but I'm kind of interested to see what he could do in Cleveland this Thursday, but, you know, my expectations are not super high for him, I guess you could say. I think you're kind of on the same boat as where I am. I don't even think he plays that much. I mean, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, we I, I don't know. 
when you have the competition right now between Josh Johnson and Tom Savage, I mean, you don't know what to. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think they're going to get the bulk of the carries, the bulk of the the, the the carries, the bulk of the throws. I don't see him getting a snap. He might not get a snap, to be honest, man. Yeah, it's going to oh. be tougher. More good news, man. Tease Tabor has returned to practice. Oh. That is huge. <laughs> that is huge for the Detroit Lions. And also, offensive tackle, Terrell Crosby's return. You know, he came off a very bad week one of preseason. But, you know, the depth that's been looking at this offensive line, especially specifically the offensive tackle, it's it's good that Terrell Crosby has returned to practice. I'm excited to see what he could do on Thursday versus the Browns as well. So, I mean, yeah, I hope I hope he like looked back at week one and just watched that tape over and over and over, just so he get pissed off, just so he could come out there and ball out because he, that 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 wasn't Terrell Cosby out there. I never seen Terrell Cosby play like that. I'm not sure if it was an injury. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened, but that that wasn't the same guy. So hopefully, you know, he comes out there. He, he had to, you know, he, hopefully he comes out there and he has something to prove. And I hope he balls out, man. I really like Crosby. Well, and I get. I gave him my oopsie doopsie last. Or I, I know that he had a terrible performance, and yeah. I know a lot of people are kind of like, "Oh, T's Tabor, who cares?" Yo, T's Tabor's been balling out, and I know you guys already know that I'm a big T's fan, but this is T's year, and he's he has a lot to prove this year. This is year three, and I I already know he's gonna come out there. He's gonna ball out. He's gonna ball out. Not not saying that he's gonna be a Darius Slay out there. No, Girl, he's not gonna be Darius Slay. Um, but He's gonna be able to handle his own. Meaning, if something would have happened to um, Melvin, you could rely on T to be that two to help out. You know, to for, for a few games if anything were to happen, and not lose that much of production. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, just looking at this, the depth chart at the cornerback after Rashawn Melvin, after Justin Coleman, after Jarius Slay, it's just not been good. And then. I saw in training camp, you know, T. Staber hasn't got the reps out there of, you know, being silent with that ankle injury of yeah. the first three preseason games. Um, but th- none of those corners have stepped up. You know, Amani is still raw. He needs the time to develop. I know me and you have agree on that. You know, he just needs the time to develop. He's not ready to step into that corner four spot. I think T. Staber is perfect for the job because counting on getting a corner from waivers is another tricky situation because, you know, usually guys that are getting waived as a cornerback, you know, it's tough to find talent at the cornerback position. I think T. Staber, third year, second year in this system, third year in the league, I think it's a really good role for him, you know, not counting on him to be that cornerback too, kind of just easing him more into the system even more, you know, kind of you got a one-year deal with Rashawn Melvin. Let Melvin be that cornerback, too, for the year. And if you ever need Tease to step up, he could be your guy. I'm I'm more comfortable this year with Tease Tabor if they needed him to step up more than last year. In his second year, first year, Matt Patricia. I, I You know, that's huge for the Lions. They need Tease Tabor out there because, you know, quite frankly, the depth on that cornerback, like I said, it's just not been good after Rashawn Melvin, Darius Slay, and Justin Coleman. That's going to be just going to be huge to watch on um, week th- week four. Of the preseason, so that's something big to look forward to. Yeah, he needs his he needs his reps out there. He has to be out there in Cleveland if he wants to win a roster spot. All right, so let's um let's take it to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back. It's a brand new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is on the Cleveland Browns. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. 
our blue wire producers are using mybookie.com slash blue wire to sign up this year my bookie has the better bonuses and more prop bets than other sports books period this year they're hosting the first online handicap sports contest First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. Wow, $100,000. And it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. And when creating your account, claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. All right, guys, we are back. And Malcolm, I told you I had some bad news, too. You know, we talked about the good news. David Fails got released. Uh, T. Saver's back. Tom Savage is back. Tell Crosby back. But I told you I have some bad news. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily is it, is, is it is it like terrible news or is it like? Um, terrible news for me, at least. Oh, and, shit. And, and, and some Lions fans, at least. Um, the Detroit Lions. I can't even say this. Uh, say it. You can, you can say it, man. <laughs> they... <laughs> They they released running back Zach Center. Up your face, man. They 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 released running back Zach Center. The Zen the Zen Den. The Zen Den and you know what got me more emotional? Zenner made a a tweet and saying thank you to all Detroit fans for the last four years. It was awesome. He had more, but it was just sad. Um, Yeah, the Lions released Zach Center. Don, what what do you man? What what do you think? What do you think happened? You didn't look. You didn't have a bad training camp. It didn't have a bad preseason. Yeah. What what happened? Because I noticed his role started getting de- demolished week by week. Like every week, like he had like a further role. Last, yeah. like I think the first week he came out as the third running back after after CJ, and mm-hmm. then I think week two he came out as the fourth running back. Then I noticed he was like the fifth running back. Like I was like, yo, what the hell is going on here? Like why yeah. does he keep far- falling further and further down the depth chart? Yeah, it's just I don't understand it. I, I'm still kind of like I, I do understand it, but I don't understand. I'm kind of like fifty fifty right now because no, I've seen Mark Thompson really play well this preseason, but like he doesn't play special teams, and Zach Center does. Zach Center has been a not a great back. I would even really go out and say he's been really good, but you know he's been solid. You know, solid back for the Detroit Lions for the last four years, and. To not even kind of give him the chance week four in preseason, I, I am a little shocked. Uh, I thought he had one more week to prove it, and I don't know. It just this news kind of came out to me as a as a shock, and I guess not much of a shock that they cut Zach Center is how early they cut Zach Center. It, it just it doesn't make too much sense to me yet because we don't know who they filled in the roster spot yet. You know, at the time of the recording, we do not who know who they fill in the roster spot. You know, could it be another running back? I doubt it, but you know it's just an interesting situation. Malcolm, what, what, like, what's your opinion on this? I mean, Zach Zenner, he is—he's that guy that you can just plug in, and you know what you're gonna get from Zach. He's like, you automatically know when Zach Zach Zenner is back there, you know what you're gonna get from. Him. You know, he's gonna give it 110. percent Last year, he looked really good with the limited opportunities he had. Last year, he averaged 4.8 yards per carry. 
almost the same as carry on. You know, when he was out there, he he did what he had to do. I mean, his numbers for the year always wasn't great because I guess the amount of touches he gets, he doesn't get that many touches. But when he's out there, especially last year, and he was a big key in 2016. A lot of people don't remember when Amir Abdullah went down and Theo, um, Theo Riddick went down. He was our running back. You know, when we went to the playoffs the last few weeks, you know, he was our running back. He, he played well. I mean, it it kind of I kind of seen this coming a little bit because of what Mark Thompson was doing in the preseason. And then also you got to look at what Ty Johnson was doing. Like, and, and then on top of that, how he was falling down the depth chart. I kind of seen it coming. Like, I, I, I didn't know if it was going to happen this soon. So with this move, do you kind of think this solidifies Mark Thompson's role in this football team? Honestly, I, I honestly do. A lot of people don't. A lot of people think he's still a practice squad player. But when you see Mark Thompson gets the ball, it's always positive. I haven't seen Mark Thompson in the preseason got negative play. He always make the first guy miss. Um, when they use him in the goal line, he got touchdowns. When they use him in short yardage, he got the first down. He's a really productive back, and he's a guy that I think you should hold on to. He's not going to last on a practice. If he goes on a practice squad, somebody's going to pick him up within the first week. There's no way Mark Thompson lasts the, the practice squad. If you watch this, his tape, there's no way you think, okay, he's a practice squad player. This, he is a, a guy that you could use as a second running back in this league. He is that guy. He could be a goal line back. And a lot of teams need a goal line back. I do not think it's a good idea to put on a practice squad unless you do not want him on this team. Yeah, I mean, Mark Thompson has shown his flashes this preseason. And, you know, it, it's interesting. I don't know if they'll carry him on this team. I'm still kind of skeptical about it. I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting situation because I made my uh, roster predictions actually today, this morning. And I had Zenner on my 53-man predictions, but I only had the Lions carrying four wide receivers. And those four wide receivers, obviously the big three, and then I had Chris Lacey. And to be fairly honest, I just don't have another wide receiver on this football team that I've been impressed with. I know this is a whole different topic, but it just kind of gets back to relation. There's not another wide receiver on this football team that has impressed me to win that number five spot yet. So could they potentially maybe use Zach Zenner's spot for a wide receiver? You know, no. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't know. Let me but, tell you, let me just, let me just tell you why that that's not a good idea. Because right now, I believe they're going to use a lot of C.J. Anderson for that short yardage goal line type situation. I don't think they want to overwork carry on. If C.J. Anderson get an injury, who's that short yardage guy? Are you going to put the full workload on carry on and then say? And use Ty Ty Johnson as a goal. You can't use Ty Johnson as a goal line back. Yeah, that's no. short yardage back. Um, you insert Mark Thompson in there, and he fills that role completely. He's he's that new short yardage back. So, so so you think Mark Thompson basically steps in what a lot of Lions fans expect Zach Zenner to do? Exactly. I think he does exactly everything Zach Zenner does. I think he can do it, and I think he's a productive guy. And the, and the thing is, he's so young. He hasn't even there's no, his potential is. It's still the roof. I think the sky's the limit for Mark Thompson. And that's kudos for him, man. He came a long way. He was on the podcast. He told everybody his story. I really hope that he does make the roster. And if he does, who knows what could happen, man. So are you expecting, like the way you're making it sound, are you expecting the Lions to activate four running backs on game days and including Nick Bodden? That's a good-ass question. 
Because that, that is tough. I mean, because like last That's a good-ass question. Last year, they only had basically three activated without a fullback. Or Nick Ballore was their fullback, sorry. So they had three running backs and then Nick Ballore activated. And I don't know if the Lions are willing to activate four running backs on game day. I don't think they would either. But even if you have, even if you have Mark Thompson, you know, inactive, and he's there, and you know that you have him there, and if something were to happen to CJ, the very next game, guess guess who's your short yards back? Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that's yeah, a Mark perfect Thompson. replacement. That's a perfect replacement for CJ Anderson. If yeah, anything that, were and, and that's the thing. Like I, I feel like if something were to happen to carry on, um, CJ Anderson and then Ty Johnson could probably get the bulk of the carries. But if something mm-hmm. happened to CJ Anderson. You insert Mark Thompson in there. He is the C.J. Anderson 2.0. He is C.J. like as far as power, s- speed. I think he ran a four or five coming out of college, and this dude is huge. He, he's inside of a shit like a like a linebacker. Like he's huge, just running out there. So he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Um, I I like him a lot. I, I mean, I, I, there's not enough good stuff I can say about him. I just really hope he does make the roster. Week four is going to actually show a lot. If you see him yeah. getting a lot of carries. And he's very productive. He's making the roster. I don't see him having a great. I don't see him having a great game week four to seal off his preseason and not make this roster. If he does, he's getting robbed. And he's been through that situation in Baltimore. Yeah, he he told us on the podcast too last year. It came down to a a last minute decision if you know he should make the fifty three man roster or not for the Ravens team. And I could kind of see something maybe similar, or maybe he reverses that role this year happening. It's going to come down to Mark Thompson is definitely. Regardless if he makes his team or not, it's coming down to a last-minute decision. I think we could both agree on that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But if he doesn't, especially if he balls out week four, he he needs to seal it. He needs to seal his roster spot week four. He needs to come out. He needs to come out and do exactly what he did the first, second, and third week of preseason. Well, I mean, he's got a he's going to get a lot of carries. You know, they cut Zach Zenner now, and all they have really to kind of expect to play. Maybe you'll see a little Ty Johnson. They signed, they got Justin Stockton back. And I mean, I don't expect to see CJ or carry on at all. No way no, at all. No. So you might see a little bit of Ty. And I think, you know, Mark Thompson will probably get the, you know, the bulk of the carries and, and Stockton. You know, yeah. And Stockton. So this is a good opportunity for Mark Thompson to kind of have his last show in, maybe his last rehearsal, last, you know, it's a good it's a good showing for Mark Thompson. I'm interested to see if he could kind of steal that job in Cleveland on Thursday. Yeah. So a lot of people, if you're still wondering why did the Lions do this, this is this is crazy. How can you let go of Zenner? We we understand. You know, we understand because we are big Zenner fans. We we love Zach. Who knows? You know, hopefully we get him on the pod one day. But um <laughs> Please, Zach. Please. <laughs> but um I understand it. I understand why they did it. Like, we kind of seen the ceiling for Zach, ceiling for Mark. We haven't seen it yet. But you you actually, um, we were talking earlier, and you had some good points about another running back that they could possibly use in the backfield, who's actually a wide receiver. Yeah, Brandon Powell. I think this this move kind of, they made some interesting moves that have opened up for Brandon Powell, like making this roster. You know, cutting Theo Riddick, you know, a little early on in training camp, kind of opened a spot for Brandon Powell. Now cutting Zach Zenner, like, are they trying to, like, go for one of these slot guys? Maybe even your boy Tom Kennedy? Because what I've seen from Brandon Powell this preseason, he's been working with the third team. 
for majority of it. And I don't know, it's just not a very good sign of him making this football team. But now with Zach gone, this is a good showing for him too in, in Cleveland. So I'm, that's another guy I'm very interested to see. And, you know, in training camp, they've used him out of the backfield. So, you know, could they maybe see him in some certain running plays come come season? You know, maybe they activate him on game day if he makes 53. That's another name to definitely keep an eye out for. But, you know, the Lions got some options right now. You know, if they want to go five or six wide receivers, if they want to go four running backs, they got options right now because Mark Thompson has shown it this preseason. And, you know, maybe another guy could show it in this week four preseason game. It's, it's a big week, man. There's some, like, bubble guys that are going to get the opportunity this, this week in Cleveland. Brandon Powell <laughs> in the backfield. <laughs> I mean, I see, I see it. Not in, not not getting handoffs, I would get scared because to 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 get handoffs in the backfield is, is more than just okay. Yeah, you have decent speed. You know, he plays some special teams. Is it, more to it. I think if he got a carry in the backfield, you'll see a lot of dancing before he even got to line of scrimmage. <laughs> like you'll see a whole. Like he want he want to be able to find the the hole. He'll just be dancing a lot, and then you'll see a lot of um, tackles for loss. I don't see him being a, a, a running back getting carries. Now, I do see him getting catches in the backfield. Uh, maybe having him lined up in the backfield, motion him out as the um, wide receiver, you know, the, the slot receiver, and get a mixed match with a linebacker or a safety and, and do some work. That's what he used to do with, um, with, with Theo Riddick. I could yeah. see something like that happen. I could see him getting jet sweeps. I could see shit like that happen. And as I know far it's a as, whole, whole different scheme, but he, could you see him kind of be like that Jamal Agnew for us? Jamal Agnew. Because remember like, how Jim Bob kind of used Agnew? In the yeah, on, on jet sweeps and, you know, I could. I kind of could. Yeah. But then, I, you know, like I said, it, the jet sweeps works, you know, getting your fast receiver in motion and handing the ball. I get that. But if you're going to be in shotgun and you're just going to hand the ball off to him, that is a horrible idea. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, I, like, seriously, but. We'll see what happens, man. Week four, I know a lot of people is not really into week four of the preseason because a lot none of the starters are playing. But this is this is a very big week. It's a very big week for the guys who needs to make the team. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, there's a lot of bubble guys. And at that running back position, and almost every position on this football team has a bubble guy. You know, the offensive line, secondary, there's a lot of bubble guys. So it's definitely going to be a very interesting game to watch. Who could step up and who's going to show their colors, man? It's it's a big game. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode 36. Pierre, we missed you today on the podcast, but me and Malcolm got this. But I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. I am Malcolm, and I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. All right, Lions fans, take care, and bye-bye, David Fails. (laughs) Peace. Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. The D-Line.com, for Detroiters, made by Detroiters.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.